Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. I did last Welcome, everybody. I'm Father Justin Waltz. And I'm Father Josh Waltz. And we are the Sons of Thunder. <laughs> We're back. We're back, and we got a barn burner of a show for everybody. So before we get rolling with a prayer, we want you to do what we always ask of you, and that's get on your social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, texting, whatever it is that you do, and let everybody know that the Sons of Thunder are on live 9 to 11. Call some people. Uh, we're going to have a blast going out from my parish towards our app, letting everybody know that we are on the air. And the reason why I say we got a barn burner of a show today is that uh, I can't hear myself in my headset at all. Okay, there we go. Sorry about that, everybody. Uh, we're going to be talking about End Times Revelation. Uh, in which we are, we have many, many different topics, and, and I think anybody right now that's just taking a look at what's going on in the culture uh, would agree that uh, there is a lot of instability and a lot of really crazy stuff going on. So we've got some great guests today. We're going to have uh, our regular contributors in, uh, Father Brandon Wolf, Mr. Austin, uh, Austin Bits, The Hangman. Bits, the Hangman, as we titled him. And we have a very special <coughs> guest right in the middle of the show that we're not going to reveal until we get there. But as we uh, wait for a, our first segment, Bishop David Kagan, let us begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen, amen Lord God. We thank you for the gift of being able to be on Real Presence Live and for the ministry that Real Presence offers to so many. We ask, Lord, that you would anoint our show, that you would speak through us with your Holy Spirit, and that you would comfort all those who are listening today. As we entrust this to Our Lady, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Well, uh, as we're waiting... <laughs> I drove past it, and I couldn't believe there's this social distancing, all this mask wearing. That entire parking lot... Was, was completely packed. full, and there was no line outside, which means everybody's inside that store. So, again, I'm not really sure what the point of all the social distancing <laughs> if the major corporations aren't going to follow By it. By the way, a little plug for uh, St. Mary's Central High School. We're coming to you live uh, from St. Mary's, and it's uh, social distance. We had our temperature taken as we came in. Everybody is uh, in masks, at least in the common area. It's a neat little thing. They got this wrist. You put your wrist up to it. And it's just boom. I mean, you got your temperature. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the, green light. Go. The the, the the start. The reasonable startup. Okay, Bishop, are you there? Yes, I am. Uh, I'm enjoying listening to you two <laughs> go on about nothing of any importance. But. Well, well, that's typical we, of our show, Bishop. We, we were trying. To, we were trying to fill some time. Uh, okay, Bishop, we got a we got a whole show today that we're dedicating uh, to the times that we're living in, and we want to start with you this morning. Uh, if you could give us uh, sort of an explanation about first 
public revelation and what it is, and the difference between public revelation and uh, the various gravities of private revelation yeah. that exists. Well, uh, you know, and this uh, this has been a part of Catholic life, uh, really from apostolic times, but uh, as the Church uh, defines uh, through its uh, magisterium, uh, public revelation, we're talking about divine revelation, uh, which uh, pertains directly to and forms the substance of the deposit of faith, uh, to which all of us adhere uh, with unconditional assent of intellect and, and will. Uh, and that comes to us directly from Almighty God, either uh, by uh, through the agency of of the uh, uh, times and the personages uh, of the Old Testament, the patriarchs, the prophets, uh, the inspired uh, writings, uh, and certainly divine revelation was definitively. Uh, expressed and fulfilled and completed in the person of Jesus Christ himself. And so that's public divine revelation, uh, and uh, it pertains again to directly to the deposit of faith uh, that all Catholics uh, adhere to uh, when we profess our faith, when we uh, give that unconditional uh, and unqualified assent of intellect and will uh, to the definitions of our faith as the magisterium. And, uh, by the way, the Internet isn't the magisterium. Uh, there is but one definitive magisterium, and it resides uh, with the Catholic Church. And... Um, uh, it, Private revelations are something uh, not totally unrelated to public or divine revelation, but the Church has always been quite careful about um, these private revelations. Uh, many, many times uh, they're, they're kind of riddled throughout uh, with errors or at least incomplete uh, notions or ideas of uh, on, uh, one of the articles of our faith. And so uh, it, these private revelations uh, sometimes are recognized by the authority of the Church and its magisterium, uh, but again, they do not belong uh, to the deposit of faith. Uh, if the Church recognizes uh, these private revelations, uh, it responds in a way that's similar to uh, how the Church responds to apparitions of uh, a saint or uh, our Lord himself uh, to private individuals that is worthy of belief. Uh, it, but it doesn't say we must believe it. Uh, but we'd be foolish if the Church tells us that it's worthy of belief not to believe it. But uh, when it comes to these uh, private revelations, um, uh, it's, 
the church always is careful, as I say, because these private revelations, uh, often enough, not always, but often enough, uh, try to uh, improve upon, if you will, or try to, uh, in a certain sense, complete the revelation brought to us by Christ himself. And that's not possible. Uh, Christ, as uh, the second person of the Most Blessed Trinity, uh, uh, is the definitive uh, uh, revelation of God to the world, and uh, you can't improve upon that. And so the Church sometimes takes uh, centuries, if you will, of examining uh, what it has from private revelations before it'll even make an, any kind of pronouncement with regard to it, because it wants to be uh, cautious, and it it does not want people to be uh, led into a, a mistaken notion that somehow Jesus left something out, if you will, uh, before he ascended back to the Father in heaven, and so now it's being completed. Uh, but uh, private revelations, which are recognized by the Church's magisterium, is that's the key. It's always guided by the magisterium uh, so that the Catholic faithful, uh, in a certain sense, deepen their faith uh, and then, uh, uh, with a deepened faith, practice more uh, vibrantly uh, and regularly uh, the faith itself in everyday life. And so um, what happens, and we see perhaps more now when, you know, we're getting all these apocalyptic uh, predictions and all of this stuff, uh, these uh, revelations uh, are claiming to surpass or correct what revelation uh, in Jesus Christ uh, has given us. And again, that simply isn't possible. And so you you see a lot of these different uh, uh, splinter groups or sects, as we used to call them, um, they're all basing what they're doing, kind of a, a, a strange communal type living, on these revelations of a leader or a master or whatever they call themselves. Uh, people should stay away from that. That's, so, so that's Bishop, just not a real religion, you know. Quick, quick question. So, so you've kind of explained, you know, the almost the from you know, the Marian apparitions, big stuff that has happened over, you know, many, many years, and then the church mm-hmm. confirms or denies that. And then you have swinging all the way to the other side where you kind of have almost the the cult, you know, with the yeah. leaders and, and saying the end times and all this Jim stuff. Jim Jones. Yeah, <laughs> drinking Kool-Aid and all that kind of stuff. But I'm wondering, can you, in the middle ground, you, you have, in the present day and age, you have a lot of people who are, you know, saying that there's... Uh, 
you know, on the horizon, there's going to be this awakening. There's going to be uh, this kind of shaking or the... Well, the warning is what it's called. Yeah. So it's this moment of enlightenment in which it's sort of like yeah. a second Pentecost that they're talking about. So can you, can you speak yeah. maybe to that, 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 that section too? Like, which yeah, is a yeah. private... Re- that's private revelation as well. Well, uh, it might be. Uh, you, you know, it, it might be the ravings of a lunatic too. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, I, again, the church is always very cautious about recognizing things like this, where they're, you know, we're going to have a second Pentecost. Well, what does that mean? I, 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 I know what the first Pentecost was because we have it in the divinely inspired. Uh, New Testament uh, writings of the Acts of the Apostles, but I, what a, you know, it, 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 I think there's a, perhaps because maybe times are stressful, or you know, it's not like this is the only time you know things have been difficult and and precarious uh, for right. humanity, but. Um, I think people uh, sometimes who, who get into this are, are looking for anything that kind of gives them an anchor rather than looking to Christ himself, who is the anchor of life for us. And, um, you know, it, it may give them a, a little false sense of security or something. And But, uh, you know, with, with all of these things... Um, you know, it's the same thing, you know, we, we went through a period, maybe it's still going on with these books about the rapture and all of this. Right. Uh, you know, it's it, it's interesting reading, but I wouldn't bet my salvation on any of it, you know. Bishop, uh, in the course of the, the history, and I, this just came to me, but like, you know, we even that first reading uh, this morning at Mass, when he says, you know, don't be shaken out of your minds, it's as if the Thessalonians and maybe every other era of Christians have always sort of expected Christ's return. Do you, do you uh, just thinking historically, and this question's a little out of the blue, but, you know, has it always been this way? Because there is definitely right now within Christianity sort of uh, the, the sense of the faithful, if you will. A lot of people are like, you know, these times are unprecedented that we're living in, and, you know, what the heck is well, going on, basically? is that? Yeah. Do you think that applies well, to many eras of, of Catholicism? Well, I, you, can, you can trace this if you, you go through a good Catholic history. Uh, the Thessalonians uh, were well known in the uh, apostolic times. Uh, they were worried about two things. What happens to them after they die, even though they're Christians? And, you know, what are we supposed to do when the world ends? Well, St. Paul corrected all of that, and that's part of what we listened to in the first reading for Mass this morning. But uh, I think in all of these things, uh, people get so bound up with the immediate crisis, or whatever you would like to call it, they kind of lose their sense of history. Uh, And Catholics aren't immune from that either. Uh, 
there have always been these movements, uh, and you see a lot of them, you know, whether they devolved totally into a full-blown heresy or just kind of were short-lived and, you know, sprang up, and then all of a sudden nobody bothers with them anymore. But they've these things have always happened, but the Church has always been pretty much the the steadying force uh, for the faithful that uh, we can't live our lives in these extremes. We're living the life of the gospel. We're living the Christ-like life. And it was Jesus himself who even answered the question the apostles put to him. Uh, it's not even for him to know the day or the time that the Father has established. Uh, so it's it's not, you know, you know. Sure, are we? Should we be cognizant of how we live our lives because of our eternal uh, uh, salvation? Most certainly. But do we live our lives every day looking over our shoulder to see if the sun and the moon are going to come crashing down together and the world ends? Uh, I don't think so. But uh, I don't want to make light of some are of these things. Are you there, Bishop? I think we may have yeah. just lost the bishop. Uh, well, he, probably, he brings up a lot of good points, though. Um, it's trying I, For me, it's always trying to find the balance of I, I, public revelation, Obviously, I mean, from the scriptures to the approved Marian apparitions, uh, all. I'm you... off now. Hello, are you there? Can you hear me, Bishop? I'm here. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we're good. Um, but you, as a canonist, Bishop, I think can answer this uh, f- for me. And this is a question I've, I've I've had for a while, and it 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 revolves around the divine mercy devotion. So mm-hmm. you have Jesus appearing to Faustina. Uh, right. which obviously is approved by the church, but then right. where it goes from private revelation to and this is what I don't know what it even becomes because when John Paul II put it into the liturgical calendar as a major feast day which Jesus mm-hmm. in that revelation asked you know through Faustina be done does that right. then like canonically have some heavier weight because it's within the magisterial teachings as a feast day uh, what are you talking about? The Divine Mercy Sunday, or yep, or yep. What? So you, exactly, you've got the the the, the Divine well, Mercy no, Sunday. It, what it does is, you know, Faustina is fulfilling uh, the command of Christ to her to to do this, and uh, Saint John Paul II uh, did precisely that, and uh, that's a magisterial act in itself. So it uh, it it has the full force of, if you will, uh, the magisterium's uh, authority to define uh, what we as Catholics not just are to believe, but how then do we put this belief into practice? And so that's why he established the uh, Sunday after Easter Sunday as Divine Mercy Sunday, and uh that's just something we all um uh, again uh this is part of uh the deposit of faith now and right. so it's something we we must assent to uh unconditionally uh with intellect and will 
uh, and not question as, is this really true or not? So it's a That's, little bit of a weightier revelation then, right? Because John oh, yeah, Paul did yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. I've always wondered that. Well, Bishop, thank you. We uh, always love having right. you on for this first segment, and we'll, uh, we're looking forward to our next session with you. Have a great day. Thanks. I know. Yep. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. That was Crushing It with Bishop Kagan. Always delivers. And the way this uh, show has transpired over the, the last several years that we start with him, he lays the foundation for everything. Uh, that we're going to be doing. And so, and then we move into the crazy. That's yeah, <laughs> then we get into a little while. Bishop's the anchor. He's obviously part of the magisterium. Keeps us from and, heresy. Uh, right, right. So we've laid that foundation. Uh, coming up, we've got Father Brandon Wolf here that's going to give it to us straight when we go to Straight Talk with the brothers. Uh, and he will become, we are coming to you live from St. Mary's Central High School. So again, please get on your social media. Let people know that the Sons of Thunder are are on, and until we come back, I'm Father Justin Walsh. I'm Father Josh Walsh. Brothers in blood. Brothers in the priesthood. We will catch you after the break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.